This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Oak Row Tatter podcast. I'm Billy Mully and today I'm joined by Ollie Kay as we discuss our recent trips to Wigan, our look ahead to the FA Cup versus Grimsby Town in the fourth round. And of course, take a look at the January transfer window and the latest happenings at the club. We also look ahead to when we host Cardiff on the 31st, straight after the FA Cup clash. Um, and of course, that will be deadline day. So it's a very busy week or so coming up for the Hatters. But but first of all, Wally, how are you getting on? I'm doing all right. Thank you very much. And uh, it's good to be back on the pod and away from uh, just uh, writing articles. It's good to have you back on. It was supposed to be a bigger call today. There was supposed to be more people involved, but you'll do. Yeah, we, we could do it. Yeah, of course. No problem. Of course. Yeah. As we mentioned before, we're going to be speaking through the most uh, recent trips to Wigan. Uh, we, of course, progressed through to the fourth round of the FA Cup in the first one, and we added another three points to our tally during the second. Looking today uh, at one player individually who had a very good, um, I guess, few days in Wigan was Elijah Adebayo. We, we spoke about it on our other show, put in the mixer about how good he was uh, but I, I guess Ollie, the question here is how how exciting is it to have Adebayo back to to what we know as his very best yeah um, it's very exciting um, and as Andy really highlighted um, something that you, you need to play the game to really understand how how what players do and how they go about doing it um, I just sort of assumed, yeah, he's, he's skillful. He can put the ball in the back of the net. 
but Andy highlighting how how Adebayo is getting back to his his best it was really insightful, and it's so exciting to have him as a an inform option now with three goals in three, uh, six for the season in all competitions, and I'm hoping that we get to see him and Morris up top. Because I, I said it on a pod a few weeks ago. I believe on paper they are, um, they can be the the best strike force in the entire championship if given the chance and, and both in form. And it just highlights our options, doesn't it? Because Harry Cornick again mm. came in. He's struggled a little bit for game time, and it's led to speculation about his future and his contract. Uh, but he's come in. And those two put sort of a last season-like performance. And it was just, you know, I think Andy, again, put it very, very well where he said it was the perfect away day and the fact that we kept a clean sheet and both our strikers scored. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Cornick seems to just like it here. And it, it's, a, it's a box that he fits well into. And he, he doesn't seem to, to mind his reduced role now. Um and, and going back to looking at Rob Edwards's um, Forest Green, he, he had two um, nailed-on starting strikers in Jamil Matt and Matt Stevens, and he had two or three other strikers that came in that they had reduced minutes, but they still got goals and they still contributed to Forest Green's promotion. So uh, I, I believe it's a well-oiled machine, and. Um, I'm I'm happy the way it's working out, and I, I it looks like Harry Cornick's happy with his 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 involvement, even if they are limited minutes. Um, uh, so it, it's just got to keep going on, really. See, he has put those performances in this season. I remember back when he started up front against Coventry, I think it was, alongside Colton Morris, and those two caused all sorts of ha- uh, havoc. Sorry. And it, it just goes to show when he is called upon, he can put those those kind of performances in. He's something completely different within the striking force. And those kind of performances is probably why Edwards will be wanting to keep hold of him during during January and, and perhaps even beyond that. And we sort of speak about strength and depth and Harry Cornick is exactly that. He's a player that might not be getting too many minutes as a starter, but when he does come in and when he does get minutes off the bench, he can impact games. And I guess that's all Rob Edwards wants. Yeah, well, he's pure pace. And as you say, he gives us something different. Um, he, he's got more pace than Corley. Corley has more skill than Cornick. Um, and Morris and Adebayo are more aerial threats than than Harry, although... We, we saw in the the first uh, the, the initial third cup uh, FA Cup third round Cornick uh, you know he can use his head but obviously he's not he's not as aerially imposing as um, as Adebayo or Morris or even Jerome but you know he still can use his head but it's just different dimensions for our attacks um, and he he showed uh, in in the in the Wigan game. Um, not not the FA Cup game, the the most recent one. That he can he can mix it. You know the way he robbed Corker was was really good. He won both his tackles that game, and they were important tackles because he's essentially the first line of the press. Um, so it, it's it's great and it's great that all our strikers are contributing. Um, 
all five, I believe we're five strikers. That's a lot to to fit in and rotate. Um, but it's it's exciting. It, it's great, and uh, I think any any other team in the in the championship would take our five strikers if if they had to. Yeah, I think you're completely right with that. You look at our five strikers that, you know, I don't think it's too big of a claim to say when it comes to comparing all striking departments in the league that, that we've probably got options that, that cover the most ground in terms of sort of the traits and abilities that you want in, in your forwards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and go through all of them. And they all sort of offer that something a little bit different. Um, but yeah, again, Adebayo and Cornick, Hats off to them in in Colton Morris's absence, and what uh, forward performance that was. I'll go on now to Jordan Clark, and I don't know how else to ask you this question than how good is he at football? He's so good. He must have been born in Brazil or something because he just has that Brazilian flair. Um, that. <sighs> When when we initially signed him, I was thinking, how is he going to fit in? Because he's a right winger. And this was uh, back when we used to play with wingers. Um, well, Cornick was playing out wide and at the top of the two. Um, so I thought maybe Clark would fit in there. But he's been reshuffled expertly into a central midfield position. He's so good at carrying the ball. It's great to watch him just weaving in and out um there, there was a moment where he should have won a penalty against uh against Wigan where he just completely turned um one of the Wigan players on the edge of the box brought it into the box and got brought down every time he gets on the ball you just get excited you think something's going to happen and I like seeing him further up the pitch. Sure, he does a job in sort of the deep lying position, but you want him as close to the opposition box so he can hurt them. Like like we saw with Middlesbrough, like we saw in the second half uh, against Wigan. He's he's really such an astute free signing that we made. And and Accrington, they do ha- they do generate a lot of good footballers. Still can't get my head around free signing from Accrington Stanley, and he's he's become this established championship midfielder that can really do it all. He's, you know, we we speak there about how good he is on the ball, but off the ball, he he's somebody sort of meets the demands of this Rob Edwards team. He met the demands of a Nathan Jones team off the ball as well. Um, he's so so intelligent, and he he just has everything that that you'd want. And I know it's a little bit cliche, but you would want. 11 Jordan maybe 10 actually don't want to win goal we want 10 Jordan Clarks on the club <laughs> we'd go and win the league you'd think yeah well him him and Alan Campbell they're just so combative good at uh, good at carrying the ball um they're great as a midfield duo um and then you've got to decide whether you want someone behind them or or, or have someone in front of them um, well, I, I'd have someone behind them to be honest. Like Louis Watson, just threading the balls through to them because his his eye for a forward pass is is sublime. Um, did you see that uh, Jordan Clark picture when he captained the side against Wigan? Just the the thousand yard stare that he was giving as he was going out, like the sheer focus. 
It's phenomenal. He was so into it. Yeah, do love Jordan Clark. And as you say, they're playing that that slightly bit ahead of Watson, um, especially games where we need to break down teams. I think that's the that's the way to go. And and when Lansbury comes back as well, that, that just provides even more competition and allows him to to play in that sort of slightly more advanced role. And there's not much else more to say about Jordan Clark. He's just he's just a very, very good footballer and another Yeah, he's spectacular. Yeah, yeah. And another player who showed who put in a very, very good performance, I thought, and, and deserves a lot of praise is, is Gabe Osho. Um, not just that pass into Adebayo mm-hmm. and that that led to the goal in the end, but on the ball and, and when confident like he was against Wigan, uh, you, you can really see why um he is in the side and, and why he deserves a place in the side. It's it's just for me confidence in in sort of his own ability and, and sometimes um he loses that so he's lost his head a couple of times but ultimately against Wigan he, he proved any doubters wrong mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he I believe he said in an interview uh against Watford yeah he did in fact lose his heads just the occasion got the better of him um and the the Norwich sending off should not have been a sending off. Um, the, the first bookable offence, um, it's been talked to, talked to death by Luton fans. It it wasn't a yellow card. It was a 50-50 where he came away with the ball. And then the second one, yeah, that was just, it, it was a tactical foul, which was unfortunate considering he'd already been carded. Um, that ref was very strict. Um, but Gabe Osho has been picked out by journalists who who have watched games uh, multiple times. Um, if you if you cast your mind back to that closed door um, friendly that we played against Arsenal, uh, he was he was picked out by uh, one of the Arsenal journos. Um, can't remember which one it was. Um, and then against Wigan in the FA Cup, uh, because obviously it wasn't televised, uh, so so few people got to watch it um so massive credit to those fans that that, that traveled up to to watch it live because you know going to Wigan twice in five days is something that's you know not not a priority for a lot of people especially in the times that we live in um but Alan Nixon picked out Gabe Osho and said he, he was phenomenal and he's repaying all the faith that Rob Edwards has put into him and because with, with Reese Burke being a bit touch and go sometimes, he's had to step in. And I think he's a very cultured defender. He just needed that confidence that, that, that's been given to him now by Rob Edwards. Um, and it's, it's going to pay off. And I hope he's under contract <laughs> because uh, if not, people will, uh, people will start you know, inquiring um, but he seems to be enjoying his football. Uh, I like a good ball-playing wide centre-back. Yeah, as you say, it's good to see him in, in such form and playing with confidence. And I think a big part of that can be probably credited to the fact that Rob Edwards has him solely playing in that sort of right side of centre-back role under Jones. He played left wing-back at one point. He, he held the midfield and whilst... Showing versatility is good, and it's a trait that's definitely good to possess. Playing players in their position, and, and especially one that 
can be short of confidence at times is the best way to develop them. And I think that's what we've seen so far with Osho. We've seen that he's been given a consistent run playing in that sort of right-sided centre-back role. And it's, I guess he's reaping the rewards of that. Mm -hmm. And it's also a case of round pegs, round holes, which uh, Nathan Jones didn't really adhere to, like sticking Gabe Osho in the defensive midfield role. Sure, he does a job there, but you want him strictly playing, uh, you know, one of the centre-back positions. Like for Rochdale, he played on the left of a of a back three. Uh, unfortunately, they went down. But that, that's that's what you want. You want defenders playing defence. You don't want to reshuffle people playing him left wing back, playing him right wing back. You just want him uh, playing right centre-back or left centre-back where he's allowed, he's given a bit of a licence to um, progress the ball in a more um, exciting manner rather than just, uh, um, you know, big channel balls although we're not seeing too many big channel balls anymore under Edwards which is great yeah yeah I think that's sort of a byproduct of having Louis Watson in as well I think that's helped us play through the third a little bit more but but on to the transfer latest um four items on the agenda James Bree um, Southampton of course been chasing a deal for him um they had two targets in mind with Josip Juranovic of Celtic, who's now signed at Uni in Berlin. So it sort of remains to be seen if there are any other targets out there that they're looking into or if they're going to put all the eggs in one basket and go for Brie. Um, I think a a fresh update came up today. I don't know whether to call it an update because it didn't tell us anything new, but but mentioning James Brie's name in association with Southampton uh, today. Sorry, that was from TalkSport's Alex Crook. The second item on the agenda, Cameron Jerome has been linked with League One. There was no mention of a club name, but but there's the stance that Luton would want to keep hold of him. Edwards has also hinted at a goalkeeper signing. Um, Hasn't definitively come out and said that he wants to sign a goalkeeper, but said it's an option to consider after letting Matt Macy go out on loan. And then he also mentioned in that same interview after the Wigan game that there's one or two bits to be done. Um, one or bit, uh, two bits, sorry, that could be done. Um, again, not not really saying anything definitive, but why would he? Just looking at that, what, what sort of stands out for you, Ollie? Mm, uh, the goalkeeper one, because that sort of uh, reading between the lines says that James Shea is, isn't close to being registered for the second half of the season um, and we let Matt Macy go sure Matt Macy didn't do very well in that that one competitive game he played in um, against Newport uh, you know sort of two big errors um, but it means what are we looking for in a goalkeeper like we're we not just going to put uh, Jameson Horlick uh, as a sort of third choice because we don't need to register him. Um, he's, he's a good stature. He's um, yeah, he's a tall lad. Um, he must be decent enough because we've held held on to him for this long, uh, even as we've shot up the leagues. Um, it, it sort of depends like what we would be bringing in, um, but also yeah, it, it sets alarm bells ringing in my head that James Shea. Uh, might not be in a state to be registered. Um, 
But did did you catch those highlights of Matt Macy's debut for Portsmouth? Look, he, he looked yeah. fantastic. Looked really good. Yeah, perhaps it's not too late to bring him back. <laughs> yeah, I think he kept another clean sheet. Was it yesterday? Um, who did they play? I think was it Fleetwood their first game, and then they played someone yesterday and won. Um, uh, yeah, potentially. Oh, I wasn't really following it uh, yesterday, but um, I, I did notice Joe Morrell got sent off. Yeah, it was Fleetwood yesterday. They won two 0 Ex Hatter Piggott scoring. They're just filling their team with former Hatters. It's it's wonderful that they're signing all our cast offs now. There's a lot of ex Luton players involved in that game. Well, or current Luton players with Musquay. Yeah, well, Musquay. Um, Tony Cliff was playing for uh, Portsmouth. I think he was yesterday. Yeah, Tony Cliff. Uh, Morel got sent off. Um, there was no Mendes Gomez in the match squad. He must be injured. Yeah, yeah, strange, strange situation with, with Mendes Gomez because he was the one sort of prior to the start of the new year that was having the best time out of the players that were on loan. But I don't think he'd been, I don't think he's featured the last few games. I, don't, I imagine. No, well, would... there's a possibility that he might get recalled, um, especially if Cameron Jerome, if the rumours surrounding Cameron Jerome do turn out to be true. Um it's an interesting one because at 36, like surely he must realise he's not going to be playing 90 minutes week in, week out. Uh, he seems happy with the arrangements at Luton where he comes on. For, for I calculated it in in, in an article. It's average um, 15 minutes a game. And he's participated in 21 games this season, which is a good number. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to see that, that Cameron Jerome, as we mentioned before, sort of the, the strength of that strike force. And he's probably a little bit unfortunate that he is labelled and probably regarded as that that fifth choice. Um, not be too many clubs in the championship where he'd be, be that low down the pecking order, that is for sure. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And now, Ollie, on to Grimsby Town in the fourth round of the FA Cup. I guess the first thing we, we say here is fair play to Grimsby for selling out so quickly um, you know not many not many opposing fans or if you're a League 2 team um, in the FA Cup still you want a top Premier League club to pay um, you don't really want to play Luton Town but fair play to them they'll, they'll be travelling in their numbers yeah it's it's incredible uh, and it's not just 
a regular away allocation that we we'd see in the in the championship. It's the entire Oak Road end. So that's fifteen hundred. So that's incredible, incredible effort. And they're all going to come down with their they're waving their fish as well that their club have been trying to sell to their fans for ten pounds a go. So fair play to to the the club for you know squeezing out an extra. 15k from the occasion as well um it, it's gonna be a great game uh because grimsby are gonna you know really give it a good go and we have the opportunity to get into the fifth round well both teams have the opportunity but but you know it's it's really a statement for for, for us to get into the fifth round and, and mix it with you know bigger teams like we did in the 90s and the you know, the early 2000s uh, when we were last in the championship. It's exciting. Very exciting. Well, one player, they'll, well, two players they'll be able to is one Arabin Peppel, who, of course, returned back to Luton after a, a relatively unproductive loan spell there. Also, they will be without John McAtee because, of course, he's on loan from us. Um, but I guess looking at that tie, we said it before, it's presentable tie. It's one that, you know, I know a lot can happen in the FA Cup, but it's winnable. It's a very good opportunity to set up yet another fifth round tie. Yeah. Uh, well, while you're busy jinxing it, um, <laughs> um, wouldn't it be funny if we just recall John McAtee just to play him against Grimsby and then send him back back on loan to Grimsby for the second half of the season? Like, <laughs> legally, you can do that. But it'd be kind of nice to to watch and, and see what McAtee can do. Um, but with with Peppel, I think it it was a case of him being sent back really more than recalling him. Um, if if we were to send him out on loan again, it, it would be to uh, you know someone in the the national league pyramid. Uh, it's more likely that he's just gonna you know maybe get some bench time. Um, more likely he'll just um, play in our development squad which I think he needs he's young he's 20 he's adjusting to a new type of football um, so yeah that, that's that's where I stand on Peppel yeah an interesting situation one one thing that we could see is Fred Onidimma return against Grimsby he made the bench last time out at Wigan it would be good to see him after after a while out yeah, well, with all the rumours circulating about James Bree, it might be time for James Bree to like, miss his first game and maybe see Fred of that, that right wing-back role. Um, so I still yeah, I still remember his debut against Peterborough, and I thought, what have we signed? This man is incredible. You know, he single-handedly tore uh, Peterborough apart. I think it was what, two. Was it two goals and an assist, or two assists and a goal? It was phenomenal. Uh, unfortunately, because of the type of athlete he is, he's prone to recurrent hamstring injuries. Um, it'll be wonderful if if we can get him back into the team, get him a good run of games, manage his hamstrings effectively, uh, so he doesn't burn out, and uh, we we can hopefully see him against Grimsby and see what you know what he's about under under Rob Edwards and Ollie a little bit of transfer news we've just had to pause the recording to 
speak over this and get it on the socials and, and pretty much get our heads around everything. But Luton, according to Sky Sports reporter Lyle Thomas, have agreed a deal for, agreed a loan deal, should I say, for uh, Leeds United right back Cody Drama, um, player that went on loan to Cardiff last season and, and won their player of the season award. Um, of course, right back. So I think that that's quite telling about James Bree and his situation regarding either Fulham or, or Southampton. Um, initial thoughts on, on Cody Drama. Um, from what I know, a very, very attacking wing back and perhaps somebody that, that fits the, the Edwards way. Yeah, it's very much an Edwards philosophy signing. Um well, we might see Bree miss out against Grimsby then with all this uh, transfer speculation going around. Um, our last season for Cardiff in a very poor Cardiff team, um, he, he now, hopefully, if, if it is confirmed, he gets the chance to play in a, in a team higher up on the table, playing good football now. Um, three assists for, for Cardiff uh, last season. He'll obviously know... Um, Alfie Doughty, because uh, Alfie Doughty was on on loan at Cardiff uh, back in the last season as well. Imagine having those two terrorising you up and down the wing. Pace for days. Terrifying. Hmm. Um, I sort of did have my my heart set on Jack Stacey if Bree were to leave, but um, I think Cody Drama is kind of a a similar athletic... um, wing-hugging right wing back in that sense. Um, so he's very similar to the type of player that Jack Stacey would be, um, you know, hit the byline, put across. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited by, by this potential signing um, and I look forward to, to the club announcing it, but it does signal the end of James Bree in, in Luton Colours, doesn't it? Well, you say that um, there's been a lot of deals in the past where, where they've got to the agreed deal kind of phase. You think of this transfer window with Dan Juma in Everton and, and then him going down for <laughs> Tottenham Medical. I wouldn't say it's done yet. And I think um, I'm naturally a pessimist, so I'm not going to not going to think of anything, think anything of it until it's confirmed by the club. But yeah, it does seem that something is progressing quite quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, I, I don't see a situation where Drama comes in and, and Bree remains. It's it's very much mm-hmm. um, signalling that, that Bree would go. Um, but yeah, a very, very interesting situation. And I guess that leads us nicely into to what we'll end on today. And that is our game against Cardiff next on Tuesday, sorry, next Tuesday. Um, of course, Dramas spent the, the last season there, one player of the season. Um, so, of course, they're in a, a difficult place this year. They've lost their manager. There's uncertainty about the sort of next step. I think that the board wants to go for an attacking manager, but but will they sort of, will their survival instincts kick in and, and appoint a Neil Warnock-esque manager? We don't know at this point, but they are 21st. They're without a league win in their last nine. Their lowest, they're the lowest score is in the division. But as we know, that doesn't make things necessarily easy, Ollie. 
No, of course not. And to be honest, Cardiff's situation is quite uh, worrying off the pitch. Um, there was a video circulating of Mark Hudson. Um, he took a, a video when he uh, when he told his kids that he got the the Cardiff job, and they were they were so happy for him. And then it was spliced together with a video of him being relieved of his duties, like telling his kids. It was very sad. But saying that, we do tend to struggle against teams at the bottom. Um, that, that's where most of our losses have come this season. Um, and there are no easy games in the championships. So who knows what will happen? Hopefully we play our game the, the Rob Edwards way and... Um, you know, um, Alfie Doughty comes back to haunt Cardiff. And if we sign Cody Drama, hopefully Cody Drama comes back and, and haunts Cardiff. It'd be wonderful. Almost poetic. As you say, it's it looks, it appears a good time to play them. But of course, there's no easy game in the championship. And, and you know, you never know when a positive run might start. Our home record as well hasn't been too dominant, not that we've expected over recent years. But it's, of course, a good chance to start improving that home record, especially with Stoke then around the corner. Ollie, I'll come to you now, finishing off with a score prediction for, first of all, Grimsby on Saturday and then going on to Cardiff on the Tuesday. I'm I'm going to go... Big and bold for Grimsby. Um, hopefully not jinxing. I'm thinking 4-0 to Luton. I like it. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely take it. Send them, send them packing back to League 2. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh, but yeah, I get the message. Um, what about Cardiff? Yeah, see, it's the it's the home form. Like we're not we're not easily beaten at home, but at the same time, we do we don't we we're not very good at grinding out the wins. Um, it's perfect storm with all the all the mess at Cardiff. So I'm I'm going to be positive here. I'm going to say one nil to Luton. I'm also going to go for a double victory. I'm going to go for 3-1 against Grimsby. Um, I think they'll give a good account of themselves by, by what I've heard and what I've seen so far from Grimsby. They do play a good brand of, of attacking mm. football. Um, it'll be good to, to see them up against the championship opposition, see how they fare up. Against Cardiff, again, uh, as much as they're not scoring, they're not conceding too many goals. And, and of course, just mentioned there that they've lost their that's sorry, they they haven't won in the last nine, but in none of those games have they lost by by a margin of of two or more goals. So of course they're not going to be um, massively easy to break down. I think it's going to be a tight one. I'm going to go for a two-one victory for that one. Well, a big thank you to you joining Ollie. Um, big news, big news coming during that. Uh, sort of threw us off midway, but I'm sure yeah, it did. we steered it back. Um, yeah. It's, it's not too often where we get big news like that happening during one of these recordings a uh, quick reminder to check us out on socials first of all our new youtube channel is oak road hatter uh, we're closing in on 100 subscribers in, in just over a week which we're very very uh, excited and thankful for uh, we're also on twitter at oak road hatter we are on instagram as oak road hatter pod 
and of course check out our website too it is www.oakroadhatter.com but until next time it is goodbye from us away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.